I'm from Brooklyn. You just wash your hair. You know, I work on my hair a long time. You can hit it. He hits my hair. Welcome to episode 90 of the Brooklyn Blast from this podcast. Last week you heard a big fucking whole to do. That was 10 minutes ago, Jimmy. We're whole, we were at a pizza place a mile down the road, and now we're here at Carlos. You're at a for that. Now, now we're here at Carlos in, on, on Metropolitan Avenue. But they're listening to this a week after. It's all right. We're trying Carlos now. We're on a little pizza run today. That's what we're doing now. So far, it's Mufugazi. We might have to go to Amore. I might take Luke to Amore for his first visit, and we might just go over there, because you know you're going to get quite fresh out of the oven. You never get an old slice. That's what you say. I don't no glass. Know. Nothing served behind glass. I comes out of the oven, I goes on the counter, gets caught up in the I doubt that. We doubt it. So I when, I, when I go there, doubt I'll set it out. So let me give my review they when I They put it in the oven, and it comes out. They set, the, they set a few pies up. They put them in like a the stack thing. Exactly. And so then it's you cook them. No, it's not cooked. Uncooked. And then they throw it in and cook it as, as they need to cook them. Who's talking yeah. right now? Yeah. Who's talking right you now? You know what I'm saying? Let's Come on. Yourself. Let's see this. This is Craig. This is Craig. Thank you. This is Craig. Oh, we're doing something for Viceland about pizza reviews. Some pizza thing. Yeah. Thank, thank, thank you, brother. <laughs> right, hold on, let's settle. Let's get some, some, some uh, right off the bat. Let's undercook. Don't breathe all over. Right off the bat, let's undercook. We're gonna pause. Uh, come on. Right, we're back. On, Craig, what's the matter? What are you doing? On? You don't care about anyone else but yourself. I can notice that. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Like, what are you doing? That slice. I was gonna want that slice. Now I don't want that slice. I was gonna want that slice. I was gonna want. I was gonna want that slice. I was gonna want that slice. Now I don't though. I really don't. I don't think anyone should. It's all misshapen. Yeah, it's Mushat. <laughs> this guy's got to calm down. Oh, we better calm down. If it was a Morris, you wouldn't. Nobody touch it. He just. disrespectful. Like, like, like no one else was eating the pot. On top. Like no one else was eating the pot. Luke now, you, now you know the real Craig. Sparked out. Now you know the, oh, oh yeah, it looks good. What's that? Take a photo. We need photos. What's that? Yeah, a photo of a oh, fucking mess. Because he, he goes too hot. He goes too hot. So let me get this. Look, turn around. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. Yeah, you shouldn't have. Man. See, that's nice. Yeah, no, let's say, look, look, let me say it. Don't hold it up. Ah, see, that's no good. Right, take it hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't hold it up. It's too hot. Take this phone. That's not nice. It's still hot. I think this. So yeah, this is episode ninety. I'm with Walmart. Another disaster, chaotic episode of the Brooklyn Blast Curtis. Craig right now is holding up a slice of pizza and the oil is pooling up in it and it's not even cracked on the bottom. Right now, it is a subpar slice of pizza. Now, right now it looks like a soup kitchen. What is it? It's good? Armand is laughing at something. Tastes damn good. Is it? It's tasty. Yeah, you like that soup mess. And he's got all the plates. Look. He has all the plates. He don't care about nobody. Tastes good. Tastes very good. Bring me to a real food. 
Speech bubble. It's good, huh? What is it? Where are we? Carlos? Yeah? <laughs> nice. I'm good. So how you doing, Craig? I'm good. What's going on? What's going on in your life? I'm not. Eating pizza. It's hot slice. Side to the other good. Pie. I would say the other side looks yeah? better, too. Dude. Look, that looks better, right? As of now, because I didn't taste it. Listen to me. This is way better than the other place. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah? I wouldn't say great. I'll digest for a little bit, and then I'll have another slice. It's a solid. Solid slice. I'll give it a... It doesn't look solid. It looks a little solid. I'll give it a... I gave the other round slice a, a fucking five. I'll give this like a... Six and a half, seven. It looks like there's too much cheese. It's a little bit too much cheese, but it's good. The, 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 would you consider this uh, 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 a, a nice after-school slice? I'll take yeah, it for the team and get the one after-school slice. Where, where did the terminology after-school slice come from? Did you coin that term? <laughs> no, I believe that. Uh, didn't didn't oh Jerry coin that after-school slice? What kind of slice is that? Jerry who? Jerry Farley. Oh, Jerry Farley. Jerry man. He came up with the name after-school slice, but it tells you, it's like... He came up in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, I get it. Nobody after school's a perfect example. Yeah, I get it. It's good. You're going to like it. So shout out to the Jerry Foley. I wanted to know where that that term came from. Yeah, Yeah, give him a little serving off. You want a big one? Lucas, get in there. That looks like a nice one. back off a tour? You even want to talk about that stuff? Why are you eating pizza? we did the... Bless you. Salud. <laughs> we just did the persistence tour. It was really fun. Yeah, I know. I saw all the pictures. A lot of people there. A lot, a lot of sort of run. You're sneezing all over everyone. Covering up. What do you do? I'm covering up. You're sneezing on my shoulder. <laughs> That's how I'm covering up. Nice. <laughs> the respect went out the window on this fucking episode. Oh, this it, it was it was respectful. Luke is upset because he's not getting all the attention. Don't worry. He's about to bail out. This is my podcast, Craig. It's yours. No, it's it's everybody's. It's the people's podcast. I'm going to throw up. Yeah, again. Okay. Keep it going. Mush up. What do you mean? Look what? What, I'm not allowed to have a slice? No, no. So what are you talking about? I don't know. What are you talking about? What are you attacking me for? Not even I'm not attacking. Not even no, a flop. Not even talking about the persistence store. talking about the flop. I was before that. That was, it was all on the wrist, like what I just did. You had to do that. This one ain't Bouchard. Hey, How long have a run are you doing in Europe? Where'd you go? What'd you do? Mostly, too much cheese. And mostly Germany. Right. Mostly Germany. Yeah. One, the last show was in London. Did one in Czech Republic. Look at the bottom of yours. And one in Switzerland. Okay. I think one in Austria, too. Yeah. You don't even know. Czech Republic was the best show. It was kind of day with Bill Murray. I wake up and I'm like, this again? Of course. I love it, but it's always, you know, it turns into like one big mush. Right. Kind of like the pizza. One little go. Go. A little bit. But, but the flavor, it's better than the other place. Might be better than this the other This is bad. Yes, it is. And it's got the uh, thing. Semolina. It does. Uh, it's got the semolina. Yeah. goes a long way. This is a solid. There's still no char. This no is a char. solid new Oh, now it needs char? Well, you know what I mean. The, the, the traditional pizza oven char. I'll go... It doesn't have the crack. It's a solid New York slice. Is it because of some lean on char? Is that why? No, just a couple more seconds. You know? Just to make the, the cheese a little oranger. A little oranger? You like, you like burnt pizza? 6 9. Burnt and done right. It's two different things. You're going to try to tell me that other place was better than this? I'm going to say you're crazy. No, the flavor is here. Yeah. The flavor here is better. The flavor is better. I agree. 
the format. There's not yeah. one drink on any. Yeah, he of likes table. that though. He likes a soup kitchen That's slice. Cheesy. Yeah. You know, crust on top is good. The crust on top looks good. Yeah. It tastes good. Yeah. It tastes, yeah. Down here looks good. Well. Last week, I hear you comparing everything to that place. That's like, you know why? Because it's not the top best place, but it's like a, it's like a strong way you'd be able to really good. Really, it's like a solid comparison without going to the absolute like, you know, without going to Valhalla. So what do you want to talk about? Hold on, what do you want to talk about? We're having this pizza. We're having this pizza. Pretty good. Not bad at all. I think this one's better than the last one. Definitely better than the last one. It's more of a traditional New York slice. It's got a little sweetness to it. A little bit of crisp. It's, it's a little too much cheese, in my opinion. Sauce could be a little sweeter, but it's good. Yeah, not bad at all. It's good. It's solid. So if you took somebody and said this is a New York slice, they would get a good representation. Yeah. Not the best, but far from the worst. It's legit. It, you know, this place... This place makes that, that echelon of places where you say you want a New York slice, go here. Just throwing words out it'll like be echelon. Oh, it'll be an average place for that type of word. Would you really send somebody here to get a slice? No. Okay. If they came here, I would say, yeah, that's New York pizza. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean. Yeah, I know what I mean. Well, yeah. What they said, I visited someone in the cemetery. Yeah. Oh, go up the street. Go up the street. To, if somebody was, was, was staying around the cemetery, I'd say go to this place, Carlos, around there. You got, they, got, they got good pizza. I would send them here before I send them the roses. Yeah, well, since we're talking pizza and it's been a mishmash, I wanted to bring up something that you texted me about. I'll tell the guy you beat roses, too, when we leave. We said you beat roses in today's contest. In today's, <laughs> today's round. Right. But, you know... I think we were supposed to do, we've been trying to do this for a while. You're the best. I love you, Luke. You're the best. Oh, my God. God, I'm sorry. All right, don't worry about it. I got to focus. You had hit me up. Well, we've been trying to do this for a while, and obviously you're a very busy man. But um, you had texted me. Does anybody here at the table realize that Craig Ahead was almost decapitated? What was that? Didn't you find something on your piece of property and you were riding a motorcycle? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about we talk about that? I bet you never talked about that on a podcast. All right, so uh, <laughs> this was July, July 28th of 2018. Is that really? So we played... Uh, where did we play before Albany? Where did that tree when was? Yeah, when I fell off the bike. Oh, shit. Canada. We had a show in Canada. And we came down, and I have a farm in an undisclosed location in upstate New York. So we were playing Albany the next day, so we decided to stay at the farm. So he's texting me all this shit. I'm like, what the fuck? So the next morning we get up, it's early, and I like, you know, I pull out the ATV and my, 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 my dirt bike. So I'm like, you know, people are messing around on the ATV, so I go, Pete's on the ATV, so I go, Pete, follow me, I'll show you some of my property. So I was going to take him in the back of the property, show him the acreage. So he's like, okay, so I'm on the motorcycle. Exactly. So I'm riding, I'm doing about 20 miles an hour. There's a line on my property meets my brother-in-law's property. It's, like, it's a good open thing, and there's some fence posts, but they're like, you know, 30 feet apart. It's like, there hasn't been a fence there since like 2011. I'm going 20 miles an hour, and all of a sudden, I'm right, right up on the thing, and I see there's a steel cable going across the middle. He said that. So I slam on the brakes, the bike slips out, I let the bike go and throw myself on the floor at like 20 miles an hour, land on my shoulder and head. 
on my leg over there. Look at the scar. Oh, we're showing scars now. Tiger shark? From behind the glass. Yeah, from behind the glass. It's like a three-inch, like half-inch, quarter-inch wide scar. And the whole shit over which means you're definitely. My shoulder was messed up. I played about two months. My shoulder was messed up for a good five months. All because of that. Now, why was there a fucking metal cable running across your front? Because my one of the tenants of my brother-in-law's property said he did it so people wouldn't trespass. Meanwhile, it almost got me killed. It's a prison and it stands up straight. No shit. It's a friend of mine, but I was a little upset that he did that. And I agree with that. Sorry, he just kind of looked at me like, you know, you know I don't have to say sorry. So Somebody kind of made me a, not very happy. The one not very good. Then again, I'm not a grudge holding type. Right. That cable got taken down and will never be up again. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, you, want, you, don't, you don't want a lawsuit, so you put up a cable to get a lawsuit. Yeah. Does anyone need this last slice? No, that's you. Does anyone have this last slice? No, it's all you. Coming from the same guy who texted me like no, three weeks ago that he well, once he gets off the toy he's going on a diet he's going to eat eggplant while I eat pizza seven slices in fat bastard six not seven six I can eat pizza what can I tell you listen pizza it's not bad I'll eat a pound of pasta in one sitting I'll kill you one shy one slice shy of pie Craig ahead he eats like he has a half a dozen assholes no seems that way what do you think Luke only two here you and Luke why do I get thrown in this? It's your podcast. I don't want the attention. Hey, listen. So, yeah, so I got hurt a little bit on that and took once in the doctor. I got an MRI and the doctor said, all your injuries in your shoulder are very old. He pointed out about five, six different things. You can clearly see it in the... All from what? I guess from stage, from boxing, from weightlifting. I was like athletic when I was young. You were like athletic? I was. I was. My whole life I worked out. I did you know sports, particularly boxing. I played hardcore. You know, your body gets smashed. Yeah. I was an active young kid. Were you a big stage driving type guy? Uh, in the 80s a bit, yeah. So yeah. I'm not super big, but I would dance. Yeah. But I wasn't like the guy that broke his arm every week. But I would like mosh the hands I liked. Yeah. So now we'll go to the hacky stuff that I'm sure that you spoke about 9,000 times. Let's talk about a little bit of the upbringing of Mr. Craig ahead. Bands, all that stuff. Oh, I had like Mike Judge on, which was fucking fun. Sammy on, Seagull, which was cool. You know? There's always, there's always, it seems like, with all those guys, there's always a little sprinkle of Craig Ahead gets drawn in there because you've been around since I know like year one. I know. Everybody knows that. Mike and I played in Utah today in 86, which is insane. And I knew Mark Ryan from back then. What were you doing? Mike and Mark Ryan, my friend, when I first came to Hardcore Show, he was when I first started going to shows, I met Mark Ryan, right. who was in Death Before the Sauna, the, the original Death Before the Sauna. Right. With the U Brothers. Yeah, the New Jersey Death Before the Sauna. Right. And uh, very fun with Hosh Hosh. 53 years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's got a beautiful crust. You beat Roses. Craig, can you beat my hands in my life? Fifty-three years, yeah. Wow. That's good. Nice. You, you, you went up against Roses today. You won. 
I like that. That's a real Sicilian for me, the one you have. We had it just now at Roses. Sneak, did you put a wig on, sneak in there? Thank you, man. That concludes our Vice Land. Luke told the guy what to do. Pizza research for Vice Land. Viceland show. <laughs> so the guy's being our buddy. Yeah. He's coming all over. He's making sure he's keeping up appearances. I almost ordered a, a regular but, uh, Yeah, so, um, yeah, I knew those guys then. I became friends with Mark Ryan when I first started coming around. I maybe remember in 86. I started coming around in 84. But Mark Ryan, I knew him. And, you know, we were friends. And Mike was in his band. And I played with Mike in 86 and today. And Mike was mellow. Like, dealing with those guys when you were a teenager, we were different types of people. I had Mike in there, and he was like my brother. No yeah, offense to those guys, they're my friends. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. No, I get it. Get, get intuition. How'd you get into you to today? One of my favorite bands, by the way. And what'd you record with them? What records are you on? That breakdown the walls record. That's it. That's the first full length. I was playing it straight ahead, me and Tommy and I. And we came in here for a ball. I guess Ray came to see us play. That's actually true, too. And then he wrote me a letter asking me to be in his band and then we could do a whole bunch of great stuff together. It's like a two-page letter. I still have it at home somewhere. It's like a probably a classic underground piece of hardcore as far as that letter. And me and Tommy joined you today and they called themselves a New York man. But imagine if we came in here. They moved to New York. They moved to New York. Yeah, they moved to New York. John didn't. Me and Tommy played in the band. That's where they got the New York thing. Right. It's a great point. Who would have moved to New York anyway? So whatever. Yeah, what's in Connecticut? I almost had to what was in Connecticut at the time? Frank Pepe's, which is good pizza. Oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. I just gave a Pepe shout out. And like, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. It's all my favorite in the world. He said, What's in Connecticut? Connecticut pizza's great, Armand. I have no idea. I'm a New Yorker. Yeah, I'm a New Yorker. Whoa, Brooklyn. What are you? Look at what? New Yorker. Yeah, no, but I respect pizza from everywhere if it's done right. Well said. Very yeah, right. Yeah, what? Very fair. But it's like you're in a good mood. So, uh... Yeah, so I joined this band for a little while. I played with them all through 86. Living in squats, well, torn and, and sleeping in squats. And all. Yeah, I did a tour down south with them. Yeah, we went down. We did a southern tour and then we did a west coast tour. And uh, it was fun. I spent like the summer out in California. And then uh, I wound up leaving them to restart straight ahead, which didn't work out very well. It lasted for like six months. No? But yeah, that broke up and I joined Ignacio Fun, so it was fine. Taste yeah. satisfies one voice. That was your first thing that you did with them, no? Recording wise. Uh, yeah, recording wise, one voice. I played on that, I played on Live with CBGB and the other live record, Yes. Well, that was that was the one at, at CB's when, when they went on a hiatus. Do you know that they were talking about redoing that Living Justice Bass tracks, but they didn't have the budget for it? You might not be I love that record. I did. I love that record. I joined when they came back to the studio recording. They came back with like the, you know, the listenable cassette of it. Well, the live is the first live at CBGBs. You're playing bass. <laughs> All the live stuff I'm playing bass on. Right. Well, I figured. Well, I don't know. Yeah, because that came out right after live at CBGBs. That came out right after Liberty and Justice. It was live at CBGBs. 
I'm on that too. What do you know about that? I'm on it. You, you hear me? I'm the I'm the motherfucker guy right after your mistake. It's me. For real? I don't want to make that up. That's me. Oh my autograph. You will go back for that school. Yeah. It's weird because you know. I don't think that happened. That was like a day. I really like most. Yeah, that was the time. I remember that shit like it was yesterday. That was the time. Yeah. And then there's like many, you know, many. Most of my life is like times, memories like that. You know what I mean? I started playing music very young. I've been playing it my entire life. You self-taught? Pretty much, yeah. Well, I know your 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 brother. Yeah, I had a guy that kind of. Walk based on my house and showed me like. Did you hang out with like fucking Danny Loca and shit? Yeah, like, that was my guy. my guy. So he taught me some stuff when I first started. But he would like <laughs> show me how to play like a. You know, he showed me how to play like a, a song. It's really good. You know what I mean? He'd show me how to play like a Sabbath song, and I'd go and figure out a who song. Right. You know what I mean? So you start you started off on the classics. You started off on like kind of like rock. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Kinks. It's Kinks. Songs, who songs, Sabbath songs, stuff like that. I took a yeah. You a Zeppelin guy or a Sabbath guy? I love a Sabbath guy, but I like I like Zeppelin as well. But when I was younger, I loved the rhythm section. I never liked Robert Plant's voice. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, I'm more of a Sabbath guy. Yeah. Someone says Someone said that his voice might be feminine. <laughs> yeah, I just don't really like tomato sauce. Yeah. Listen, the rhythm section is great. Of course. Who's better than Bob? All the feelings and emotions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Great band. John Paul Jones was great. The band was great. Not really a big fan. I think they're a little overrated. I know what you mean. The rhythm section isn't. I just don't like his voice. His choice of his approach to singing doesn't get it. I'm not a fan. So what? Agnostic Front. You did fucking. We just went over live at CBGBs. You all the way up until what was the last? That was like '87 to '93. So the last thing you recorded with them was what? Yeah, live at CBS ninety one. Yeah, it had to have been because then they came back with something's got to give. With yeah, they took, they took years off though. Yeah, because that was the last show. This live at ninety one. CBS was their last show. No, that was their last uh, CBS show. The last the last show was in uh, what was formerly Czechoslovakia. Well, maybe in New York that was their last. I'm saying that was the last show though, of the European tour we did. It was like seven weeks long, six six weeks long. <coughs> we did our last show. We flew home. Yeah, this, that's how I see it in, in that area. I got home late at night. Got up the next day, did my laundry, and the next day I left on tour with Sickerville for the first tour after the recording of uh, Just Was Rap and Sick. I joined the band. And they were like, play with us. Play with us. I was like, nah, I'm gonna go to quality version. I'm gonna go to culinary school because chef, which never happened. And you know, so I joined Sickerville. I was on the road for 13 weeks with one, basically one day off. Well, it was good though. Well, yeah, I mean, there might have been a day or two off. I just one of those tours. I was on tour So that was in '94. No, '93. That was uh, February of '93. Yeah, because Scratch Service came out in '94. Yeah. So it was almost like a like a yeah. tomato. Yeah, you wanted to become a chef. Yeah. Well, you know what it was? I was dating some girl. Well, I know, I know that it was like my first long-term relationship with a girl, and, it's and I thought I was gonna like, you know, get a job. You know, it's like a little stupid little idea I had for when you go, you know, a year. Yeah. And I guess. The typical story The girl turned out To be a piece of shit And you know Yeah So I was that And I just went back To hardcore Like I was I'm gonna do anyway 
Right. Well, I, don't, I was just, you know, I was trying to be a normal yes. guy for a minute. And, you know, and realize people are normal. So it's a real kind of We get it. Tons of flavor because it's been sitting there with the oil and the tomato. Never trust a girl that didn't have a good loving father. Wow, that's amazing. No, it's cold. Cheese on it. How the cheese gets. You can tell how a girl is going to be with you by how her father is with her. If a girl has no father, she's not going to be any good to be with in a, in a real way. That's a blanket statement. It's a blanket statement, and it's true. You can have a girl. You can. Hey, listen, I've had a million girls with daddy issues for sport, like fun friends. As far as a real girl, a girl you can trust, a girl that you really uh, have a real relationship with, you better have a good relationship with your family. It's not going to work out. It's not a tradition. Yeah. All right. So good. That's, that's, that's gospel. Yeah, bro. Gospel. Crispy all around. <laughs> you know, I, I, I love advice with Craig ahead. That's right. I always think I, I like bad girls a lot, and they were fun, but you can never count on them. Only good girls, the good girls you can trust. Place where they all have good friends. Never at the same time. Good shit. When you're young, you don't care. You want the bad girl. You get older, you don't want the bad girl. You want the good girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And go to stable normal one. And they. But I don't like normal anyway. Normal boring. One you can trust. Right. You know. That I can tell. Why you want that? So now what? Sick of it all since '94. '93. Since '93. Well, yeah, I'm thinking scratch the surface. Yeah, so '93. Before that, yeah, I booked that first show ever. It was '86. You booked Sick of It All's first show ever. I booked it March 17th. What did I do? What did you do? I booked it. You booked it. March 17th. You booked it like March 17th, 1986 at the Rice Track Inn. It was Youth of Today, Straight Ahead, Crippled Youth, and Sick of It All. The Crippled Youth canceled because they couldn't get over there. All my blood and my drive. Sick of it all played, and uh, I booked it. It was the first show. And then, uh, I, like that first album, I went with him to do the first album. Like, I helped him tune the guitars, and I helped him get sounds. And I wrote some, like, uh, lyrics and a few riffs in the early stuff. We played some weekends. So like, Might be my favorite record. My, my favorite album record. I have blue book. I don't see why, but okay. But um, the time and place. Yeah, okay. The song. But these guys, these so nostalgia. So I was involved with Sick of It All in the beginning. I like was sick. I'm like a friend. That we're all friends. So I was always involved. I was Queens guy. I was in other bands. You know what I mean? I was like, you know, we were all like from the same area. So like, you know, and I had already had I already had experience, and they were starting up. So I was like, kind of involved in getting them moving, getting them comfortable performing. You know what I mean? Like getting used to the. Getting out there, you know what I mean? Okay. Meaning I booked that first show and played with them once in a while. Right? Helped me out on the lyrics and write a riff here. Yeah, do you remember what? What take that? I wrote the musically. I wrote the chorus to Bullshit Justice. Okay. And there was one other thing I wrote. I don't remember. And I wrote the lyrics to. It was. I wrote like half of the lyrics to the title track of the first track. Fucking sweat. Arm on the road. Was there the whole way? Never seen you guys do it live either. You played it on the 30 year anniversary tour, but it flacked on. You didn't play it at the Barry Electric Club. Oh God! Yeah. Actually, the call is like Bullshit Justice. From a band that was called Smegma. They never actually yeah, played shows. Really? We just rehearsed them. I heard of them. We had a band. We rehearsed, but we never played shows. We would just jam, and we had songs, and we had like you know, it never wanted to happen. We would play shows. So really, this show was booked. It fell through. The show fell through. He's got. He's got. So we would just rehearse and have fun. There was never. Did you ever make a demo or anything with that band? Nope. But not. We didn't really have a solid singer. So it was 
because like we rehearsed, we had music. Then we had a guy to sing for a minute, but it, uh, you know, it wasn't really good. So I would sing, but I'm not a singer, so we really didn't have a singer. Yeah, well, you, well, it seems like every sick of it all record, you got a song. Not everyone, but sometimes. Yeah, well, uh, pep it in there. Back then, I was, uh, now I can sing, then I could. Oh, you have pipes now. Oh, you heard the new record, the song I sing, that 2 plus 2 song? I'm also on the record. I finally, oh, that, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, my God, go figure. You were involved, yeah. A little bit. A lot bit. A lot bit. Oh, yeah, that's right. I got thrown out of the gang vocals for one song. I've been doing it over the years. So once I did that, that creep to his side band, and I was like, man, I like kind of found my voice. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I got thrown out of the The Jerry Folly was like, somebody is not right. You were out of the game. I hate that. Exactly. It was the world, world, world. It was the world, world on Bull's Edge. You see something come out like, whoa. Like when we sing all the stuff. There'll be a spot where we'll sing it. And I won't sing it. Sometimes we'll sing. There'll be spots where just I sing. Just at the place where there's different spots. Different spots people are comfortable. Certain notes are difficult. Right. It's good to have that. It's very loud. Because the guy's begging to get my head right off the bat. It's little. It's got a little around it. It's cocktail. No neck. It looks like blue though. A little bit. What's up, Luke? She's the one that's I said loud because you two fucking mama looks a lot. I gotta talk to We're over here. Look, we're, we're like having an intimate conversation. There's this arm around me and everything. Your mama Luke. What do you mean? Mama Luke Rota. No? Yeah. Yeah. All this bacon. Yeah. Bubble. Oh, dude, that, that pie right there is really good. We got our friend Lucas here. It's insane. I call him Babo. It's his nickname, man. He's uh, he was a sound man at CBS. What years did you do sound at CBS? That's what we have. 93 to 2005. 93 to 2005. Wow. And he was like the CBS sound man. And he was always cool. Yeah, what's up? Hey, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. So we probably did my first band. But like, we need a sound man to go on tour. So we're like, what about that guy from, from CBS? The guy with the lazy eye. He's got a lazy eye. Might have been doing it. called One Eye Luke. So it's not confused. We played on Sundays, but we played So we took him on tour. And the Luke, I'm telling the story about the first night when you room with me on tour. So we, so we, we land in Germany and we're staying in this like place that's almost like an abandoned little building, but it's like a hotel. But it's one of those hotels like some like Polish lady runs it and you like hand her like a couple of crinkled up dollars and you get to stay. Right. So in the back there was like an old track, like a running track, and I was boxing at the time. So I was like, Yo, I'm going on tour, but I got to do my road work. My coach was like, Yo, you know, you got to come back in shape. I had a bunch of stuff going on at that time with boxing. So I go out, the sun's coming up, and I wake up early. I have jet lag. I wake up. And I know when I run sprints in the track right behind the hotel. So I draw my back out running sprints. I'm doing like, you know, like 800, which is like a half mile in under three minutes, take a minute off. I do another one. So I did like six or eight of those, whatever. I'm like vomit exhausted, you know? And I, my back goes out, so I can barely walk. So I'm half crawling back to the room. I like, I like half crawl over like a dirt field in the rain. I get to the room, I go in the room, and I'm literally like coming into the room on my knees, like dragging myself because my back's out. And uh, Luke is sleeping there. He wakes up and he sees me. And I'm like laying on the floor with mud all over me. And he's like, you all right? I'm like, yeah. Meanwhile, the guy thought I was a fucking nut. The first night room with me, I'm like, come laying on the floor. Still to this day, we laugh about it. My back was out for a couple days. What are you going to do? Show must go on. You got to play the next night. You better be real hard. No matter what. That's one thing that I definitely got to give signal to Like, every single time, I don't know how many times I've seen you guys. No matter if it was, well, most of the time, it was jam-packed anyway. I mean, it's in New York. Yeah, it's in New York. Yeah, totally respectful of them. 
but like no matter how many people are there, it's like 110 percent all the time. What are you talking about, Luke? You know, we're, we're trying to say that when he's having a podcast, it's a different. We'll be there in a half hour. Are you going to the brewery? Nah. No. No. Right, so we, we have to hang out for like a half hour. What do you think? The closest one is Metropolitan, uh, Hamlet. Yeah. yeah, it's like, uh, and it's over back, back by the, uh, by the... Hold on one second, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, not too far. I'm already figuring out how to get home. Because they're going to, like, a brewery. Yeah, I don't drink either. I ate, like, six slices of pizza. Throughout the whole day, it's not only me. I've been on a diet. I've been avoiding all the starches the last, since I got home from tour. What about on tour? On tour, I eat, like, an animal. When I was younger, I used to eat skinny. Now I eat fat. Why do you have to eat, like, an animal on tour? Because they feed you starch, you get, you know, they 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 have to feed thirty guys. So what are they going to feed? They're going to feed you inexpensive stuff that's easy to prepare. Starches, a lot of pasta, a lot of pasta, little vegetables on the side, pasta, rice, potatoes. You know, it's filling. It's easy. You can make it in both. Yeah. Steaks. Not at all. You can't eat We are not even chicken. Not even chicken. Really? None. Ten years. Ten years. Really? I did it when I was a teenager too. I've been studying for ten years. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously you eat pizza, so you eat dairy shit. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not. You eat animal product, but not animals per se. No, I, I'm not flesh of the animal. Right, not flesh but, of but the I, animal. But I, but I do, I do, I do, I, do uh, I eat some eggs, so we eat some cheese. Yeah. You ever notice that when you bread chicken color, it's what you really do? The only time I eat cheese is when I have pizza. You ever notice, Luke? You're a food guy. Like when you're bread and chicken colors, you gotta take the chicken color and you gotta dip it in eggs. You're really what you're doing is you're bathing a mother in its own children. Wow. What do you think about that? Wow. It's true, isn't it? Scientifically, you're right. Scientifically. See, two episodes in a row, we're talking science. I mean, like nature ones. Yeah. Eggs are unfertilized. They're unfertilized. Unfertilized. So they never actually got the chickens. So it's not a life. <laughs> Technically, it's not a life. Right. And soft cheeses don't have rennet. Hard cheeses have rennet. Rennet's uh, stomach lining of the cow. Really? They put the stomach lining of a cow in cheese to ferment like Parmesan. Will have rennet, but but uh, Romano won't. It depends. Though. You gotta look. It depends. On what you make a nice fresh mozzarella. No, it's a soft cheese. It doesn't have rennet in it. It's just curd. Exactly. Curd, a little hot water, a little salt. Nice. If you, if you want to talk about mozzarella and, and Italian, especially yeah. food, Luke knows the stuff. Yeah? Luke knows food. Should I travel with you to the fucking, to the brewery? I don't think I'm going there. Luke knows food. I, th- I think I don't like Luke that answer. Luke was a deli man for years. I know. Top-notch deli. Well, I don't know, but I kind of, if that's He has a story. He, has he, has he, makes, he makes amazing sandwiches. I know. I see I see, he, I, I see his Instagram. He shows like, the, the, the ratio. Yeah, back with me and Luke. We're like, we have, back before me and Luke really like, you know, started yelling at each other. We were always acting buddy buddy before he before he got the comfortable with me and started trying to abuse me all the time. <laughs> I was comfortable back back in our first place. I first met Luke. He was like ten years old. We'd come to sit at all shows. We'd take his friend. He was like twelve. Yeah. And I like, I'd get him into the show for free. I'd give him like some sandwiches and some some drinks for free. Yeah. We talk about all kinds of crazy. I was like, kid. I was like, check these kids are cool. They're coming in the back. Hey, guy, what's up? I'd give him drinks. Not out there. Yeah, I give them like some sodas or whatever, like, like 
water, purple drink. We already had the alcohol. Right, of course you. Yeah, know, they were like yeah. nice kids. And like when I was, were they really? When I was a little kid and started going to Hawker Joe, Stigma would always be nice to me. And when I got older and I joined the AF, he'd say, "You always be good to the kids." I was always nice to you. You always bring the kids along. It's the future. So I would pass it. You know, I would pay it forward. Yeah. Craig, he's like the fucking torchbearer. Anyway, so he pounds his chest, Luke. So, uh, so Luke is a deli. Luke is a deli man. Yes, Luke is a deli man. So he goes, "Listen, come to the Bronx on your way upstate, right over the Frog's Neck Bridge." He goes, "You know, but we're going to give you some." I said, "With my mother." I said, "Bring her too." Yeah, I said, "I'm coming with my mother because my mother goes upstate with me a lot." He goes, "Bring her too." So I bring my mother in. She meets Luke. Luke's nothing but a gentleman. Very different than when we're alone. So my mom meets Luke, and Luke makes her sandwiches, a whole bag full of stuff. He sends it off to us. And take the money and all that. It really hooks it up nice. Nice. So it turns out when I'm in there hanging out with him, I'm getting a ticket from like the meter made outside. So Luke sees us and he runs outside, jumping up and down, screaming at the meter maid, like yelling in the meter maid's face, like almost fist fighting. And, uh, you know, the meter maid still gave me a ticket, but Luke went fucking wild. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we were down. And, uh, he, was almost, he was apologizing to me to the point he was almost kind. Uh, it's okay, I got a ticket. It's not my fault. I parked in the room, I let my meter run out or whatever I did but uh, yeah, Luke was very very protective he was very heartbroken and very protective my mother was like he's such a nice man and then we ate the sandwich my mother was like he's the best sandwich I've ever had that guy's great so uh, he was real nice to my mother and I appreciate it how old were you when you made the sandwich for Craig's mother I mean that was like what 10 yeah probably 10 years or 8 years ago what was what was on the sandwich definitely like mid 20s what was on the sandwich a little more yeah uh, I think the one um, I made was, was, was one, you know, She got that plate too? She got the egg. She got the same sauce. So I put uh, with meat though, right? Yeah, mine had no meat. So I had I put a um, thin layer of hot super sada. Yeah. Um, freshly um, fried eggplant. Asiago cheese. Thin slice of Asiago. Yeah, it's all about ratio. Broccoli rob. <laughs> broccoli rob, a little pepper, sun dried peppers. Broccoli rob with sun dried peppers. Yeah. Great concept. Sun dried peppers, not sun dried tomatoes. Game changer. Peppers and you know the key is peppers. Sun dried peppers and fresh broccoli rob. With a little bit of like, I think it was a manchego cheese. Asiago. A little slice of Asiago. Asiago. And the eggplant. It was like a he made the sandwich himself. It's his own creation. What was it, what was it called? The Mama Luke. The Mama Luke. He called it. it was a great sandwich. Luke made you a sandwich. What I make you when you come home? One day, one, so one day I go to stay at Richie's house in Pennsylvania. So I'm driving late at night. I show up like I show up like one in the morning, right? Yeah, no, it's on Viceland. Richie's there. He's awake. He's like, oh, I was waiting for you. I was in traffic, whatever. I come in. The guy has a beautiful dish of of, 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 of pasta. I think it was a spaghetti. With a fresh tomato sauce he made, fresh bakery bread, seated bakery bread, and a beautiful salad. The guy made me like a real deal, home cooked Italian meal, pasta meal. Delicious. It was great. Nice. One in the morning. Yeah, These guys are class acts. Don't let them fool you. Hold on one second. We're going to pause this. We're going to continue for a few minutes. And now we're back here with Craig ahead. Arm on left. Cut together. I feel and bad. that's it. Armando. Armando. He's I gone. Those guys and, 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 went to a brewery. Armand Noodles and Lucas went to a brewery. Yeah, and Craig Ahead's drinking a can of dirty cheers. water. Yeah, cheers. That's seltzer. Like Sparkling water always tastes like Sparkling water with lemon's delicious. It has like a... It tastes dirty to me. I, I don't know why. Maybe that's just your upper lip. No, that's on the outside of my body. It doesn't smell bad. Come on, Craig. Richard, what are you, in a hurry? You want to leave? Yeah, Why don't you sit down? You got to work tomorrow? 
we all got to go back. We got a six o'clock start. Yeah, six yeah. Don't worry about it. We're only going to be at like 20 more minutes. So where we leave off there, Craig? Let's have some sort of some sort of fucking joint. Joint. I'm high on pizza. I'm like super like so you talk about I'm like I feel like I feel like a bunch of somebody's crackling tinfoil inside my skin. Once that starch hits you, it goes to the that fucking shit. That's it's really that deep. Honestly, once the sugar hits my blood, I almost feel like like high. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy, Straight listen. Life. You're talking to a key figure in New York hardcore history. <laughs> yeah. We, Can you ask him something? Can you ask him something for me? Yeah, I'll ask him something for you. You let me know. Question, Can you ask him who does he consider the most integral, important figure in the history of New York hardcore? Who is the most centrifugal? In the uh, in the New York hardcore uh, genre, the most centrifugal person. No, <laughs> in, in the French. Did you give me back that key? That's really hard to say. Yeah. Who's your favorite hardcore band, Craig? I had. Uh, Bad Brains. Really? Yeah. Why would you make a face? All the old guys like that bad brain stuff. I don't what? Get it. Because I've, you, you don't I get it. Listen, not to get. No, it's not that I don't get it. I get like, it. You know, I'm like, <laughs> goofy <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? No, not we see far from goofy. <laughs> see, you, you know, you know, you know what? I might get a lot of shit for this. Yeah, in philosophy. I do, I, I do love the bad brains, but I also do feel you? I do. Because you wouldn't have made that face if you do. No, no. See, what, I'm, tired I'm about of that to. No, I'm about to get it. I'm about to get to my whole point. It's like I feel like you're supposed to say that. And I think balls, if you're supposed to okay. say that. I feel like I'm supposed to say the Bad Brains, or I'm supposed to say the Chromex. Is Age of Quarrel one of the greatest records ever made? Absolutely. But to me, it's also their only record. That's number one. That. Number two, the Bad Brains, and I don't care. You can give me shit for this, and you're lying if you say otherwise. You skip the reggae songs too, guy. No, I don't. That's good news. Let me tell you. The most influential New York hardcore band, Johnny Tycoon and the Hermits. <laughs> Go ahead, back it. All right, enough. Um, <laughs> Listen, uh, <laughs> that's not like a real band, huh? Johnny Tycoon. That is a great band. Musically, they are. I'm not philosophically. saying they're not. So, the, the Walker set. To me, that's the most hardcore record. I like, I like Rock for Life better. How's that? I don't like the production. For his generation, that's the thing. You got to, you know, that's... Rock for Life sounds like it wasn't recorded That's why as good of a day. It sounds like they weren't on that day. Comparative yeah. to the Walker set, you know? But, like, okay, so, like, uh, the Batman's musically, if you listen to what they're doing, they have, like, real skill, but they also play with extreme intensity. Absolutely. I'm not I mean, taking they, that away from it. I'm just saying that the fact the that I think that you're supposed about, to say that. I don't know. I don't think I'm supposed to say that. No, I mean, not you. I'm saying in general. I can't really think of a hardcore band that... Like when I think about like what they're doing and then other bands, like what band comes close to that? All right, to that one record, or are you talking about in like general uh, to what they're doing? Like okay, so like maybe okay, you don't know too much music. I, 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 I like, <laughs> I like, I like. Listen, I, I love Minor Threat. It's way more one-dimensional. It is. It's like they got one record. It's, it's one flavor. It's one flavor. Bad brands can mix it up. They can turn it sideways. Yeah. No, it's not an older guy. It's like it's like. Well, that, no, it's that's, not an that's, that's the band. That's the band yeah. that took what the Ramones did and exactly. like and like and like 
integrated exactly. in a bunch of other stuff. But for the, for a generation that came behind you, now they want to see what band took what the Bad Brains did and did something to it. And, well, and improved on it? Nobody did. That, that's and a lot of people. Nobody disagree. did. A lot of people disagree. Name me a band that improved on what the Bad Brains did. <sighs> Improved on what the bad band, uh, one voice agnostic front. Come on, yo, yo, are you Rich, kidding me? Yo, There's Richie nothing that the bad it. brains ever put out that's even near that. Are you it's be kidding me. I love it. I love it. I love it. Look, I, I don't Maybe you just you, listen to it. I get. Too long. It was yeah. the best thing. I'm like, yo, you put on he one. He says it, these things just to antagonize everybody. You put on one voice. Holy Facebook is to antagonize. He sticks by the way he gets Armand with conspiracy theories. I'm like, Armand, he's just baiting you. He beats everyone. How was he a guy that didn't believe in this, but now he's saying this? I'm yeah. like, because he, because he's got you. Yeah, he's got to go back right on the hook. Yes. Yo, what did I do? I set something up. <laughs> I, I put out something that was already like proven. Of course. And I said it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't I was like, true. Yeah. I said, oh, if if chips this, and credit cards. If this conspiracy, no passport. Passport. I said, yeah, sure. All these conspiracies theories are true. Just like eventually, all passports are, will get chips. Well, in them. Yeah, right. sure. <laughs> oh my God. What are you talking about? The new passports all have chips. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's made. Like, they put like one of those emoji said, faces said, on with like that. I said, seriously, Armin, you're sounding insane right now. <laughs> but he was falling for it. He's a He's a different kind of nut And I'm telling him, like, yo, he's, he's obviously baiting you. And Armin's just still Richie falling Richie baits everybody. Yeah, we, and we, I really well, his stuff. Get you I'm just like, I get it. But listen, listen. One yeah, I have still go for that. There, there's a group of kids that love the Ramones, and then they heard the Bad Brains. Like, what is this? Right. Then it was younger kids that thought the Ramones were cool. Then heard the Bad Brains. Really they made it better. Then there's another generation that said, "Oh, wow! They took what the Bad Brains did and made it my way. I like this better." And then there's kids that heard Terror and said, "No, nah, it's just." Right. But for some reason, they refuse to see it that way in this generation. Right. Very closed-minded. Our generation, me and Luke, <laughs> we're open-minded. We understand. Oh, is you that what we are? Yeah. Oh, listen, okay. listen. I'm, I, I come from an era where I looked at the Bad Range. I looked at Minor Threat. I looked at these older, the Ramones. I looked at these older bands. As a father that, figure. That were just great. Right? And I came in, and I was interested in playing. And, like, most of what came after me, outside of it, some stuff, was less skilled than I was. You understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're like, saying. Like, musicianship back then mattered, even when it was, like, like, crazy punk. They cared about, like, I can write a song. I know how to write a song. I know yeah, I, and I, I want to say something like agree this. With that. I want to say something with depth. I want to be able to play my instrument. Yeah, I like, like that. Most bands, like, I'm into hardcore. I just No, see, I don't like some bands. But here's the thing. Why do you think that I always say that one of the last, like, really good bands to come out was Wisdom and Chains? And a handful of other bands, like, I like Maximum Penalty when they came out. Why? Because they actually I fucking love wrote them. songs yeah. and played yeah. and they cared about how it sounded and what they were saying there's like some there's intelligence behind the lyrics there's there's a, a musicianship and I'm not talking about fancy musicianship I'm just talking about the ability to craft and perform a, a song to make it sound good yeah you understand great. what I mean yeah I get it <laughs> then you get the people look, people look at me like oh you know I, I don't even want to say a name because I don't want to insult anyone at this on, point but like, I don't know what's like a shitty band that everyone's like oh they're great but they, they suck oh there's a lot a band that sucks there's a lot of bands there's, there's some bands that people uh-huh. live and die over. And Jimmy, I who? Jimmy, you're not a band who? This band it doesn't make a difference. Such I have a such platform. A band. Yeah, I'm gonna, and, then, and then the whole nonsense on oh, This no. is a great record. That's Luke, not you're a great a drummer. record. Who? 
Wait, why do you say that? Because I know it's not a great record. Right. But listen, you can't Stinks. tell people what a great record is. Bag Ridge Rockers, that's a great record. All those old Ramones records are great records. Not all the Ramones records. Victim in Pain, Agnostic Front is a great, great record. record. That's a that that if some if they said we're doing this time capsule for a, a ten thousand yeah. years in the future, we want you to put a, some some recording on here One so voice. people know what <laughs> New York hardcore is. I would put Agnostic Front, Victim in Pain. That that's record what, that's is what New York hardcore. No, that is New York hardcore. That is the blueprint for New York hardcore. That is when the it, blueprint. When it, when it was the I most agree. New York I, hardcore I, I, it could I possibly be. You don't think I think, the was I one, think voice? one voice no. influenced <laughs> You don't think after one voice people Look at the sound. sound like that? Another generation may have taken like a little bit of a metal aspect and ran with it. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, hardcore is metal now, basically. Yes. Thanks to one voice. Hardcore is metal. I understand what you're saying, but. You like, know what? Then if you put it that way, then I hate one voice. Talk about New York hardcore. You you put on Victim and Pain. That's New York hardcore. Yeah, yeah for course. That's an album. The tenth. That's an album. That's an album. Five, two hundred years in the future, you, people will you look like this was an era in the nineteen eighties. Yeah. You're not even gonna be alive two hundred. I put Call to Arms or fucking Built to Last. To me, that's a hardcore record. It's a hardcore record, sure. Sigma is a hardcore band. We put out decent records. Craig ahead. Traditional hardcore Craig records. Craig Satari. A little bit of a twist. Now, what, what do you hey, call Craig your Satari. record? What do you call your record? Hey, Craig Satari. I think Sigma is like a, a, a if, strong band. If you, all right, Craig. In a lot of ways. Craig ahead. Some ways, not so much. But in hey, a lot Craig. Of ways, yes. If you were to take one sick of it all record and take all the other ones, throw them in a ditch, which one you keep it? Don't tell me oh, I don't know this one. It's it's so different because every they they, they, they you know, we, I don't want to hear we that. Do we do something. We do something. And and the people listening don't want to hear that. Too. They want style. an answer. We have That's a, the tyrants. We have a style, but it mixes up and it, it, yeah. it swings a little bit around. The new record I like a lot. Not because it's the new record, because I think it encompasses. Because I'm on it. Hey, but it, it encompasses everything. It has like the big sing-alongs. It has a really hard-hitting. Yeah, stuff. but when do you albums do not have uh, big sing-alongs? Like in your heart, do you truly believe that? No, I think you know, I like people like the guys in my band always say ah, album's not good. I like Call to Arms. You know why? I love it. Great. You know why I like that? Because it's a simple. Love it. Uh, strip down fast get right to the point good choruses good sounds good changes but it's not It's not. there's no filler it doesn't exaggerate it's just right to the point it's a very natural album to me it's not it's like a natural album let me ask you this let me ask you this. like the snare sounds like tinny oh yeah I'm not talking about the I'm talking about we, we, overall we, 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 arms is we were swinging without thinking and it came out like you tell. and it lands and it gives a giant black eye pretty good, pretty life good. is what you make it I'm going to ask you a question. It's maybe hard to answer. But serious. There was a criticism of Sick of All for a long time. Oh, boy. From who? Just general in the scene. Okay. That they left the hardcore scene when they went to Fat Records. They didn't put out New York hardcore anymore as a symbolic gesture of belonging to that scene. And who some the people, fuck is saying all that This shit? is a long time ago. New, 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 at the you time, New about. Jack Metal Kids. Oh, God. Now, Blink at, the time, kids. at the time, Hatebreed fans. And Hatebreed's a great band, but we're not Hatebreed. We're sick of it all. We're a different band. I'm not There's 10% of Hatebreed in us. Hatebreed has 10% of sick of, soul, sick of it all in it. It's, 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 it's a similar genre. What I'm saying is we're different. You know, if you think that sick of it all didn't have sing-alongs and pile-ups and anthems, we always had those. We're not, you know, we have oi influences. We're, we're not, we're not yeah, like, a, we are, we, we're the type of band we are. What, you know, you got to look at what influenced you, but like, every song could be different on a record, and I love that record because it has something that I, I like in every song. We don't write the same song twice. Usually, so we do a little. But listen, I wasn't done with the statement. I'm sorry, guy. 
So, at some, do you recall a time like that? Okay, so that was when the hardcore became total like, people's, like death metal. Well, people were saying, yeah, that the reason for that was sick of all distancing themselves from a violent scene, yeah, which we did. Yes, I was going to ask: Is there any truth to that? Absolutely. We we wanted to play music. We weren't gangsters. We didn't have like a, a mentality of like you know, like you know this crew, that crew. That's not. I'm, I'm a hardcore guy. My whole thing is like play music and speak to the people and and, and exercise. Gang opinion. Exercise, exercise your freedoms. Set your goals. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it was, like, all kinds of, like, dumb shit happening in, not so much in New York, or a little bit in New York, but more in, like, other scenes as well. Like, the whole scene was, like, like sounded like death metal and was, like, you know, like, we're thugs where, like, we all want to go to jail. We all want to be, like, jailhouse. Like, so, Sick of didn't want to go to jail? <laughs> no. Wait, oh, okay. Well, all simple. That shit was, I thought all that shit was dumb. And that was, was a trend that came and went. And look who's left. People Sick of it all. People that weren't part of that trend. No, but other bands, too. The warm part of but see, see, Jimmy, you thought I was reaching for AF some crazy stuff. Around, this was no, a real it doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. Thing. Absolutely like, makes sense. Did, did, did AF, Madball, sick of it all. These bands like didn't get brought down by that. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, granted, like certain bands have their identities. Yeah. And you know, it's not a it's not a pretty and easy scene. It's rough. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Right. I'm basically saying a Madball, you know, Madball is like a rough and tumble band. Yeah. But, but at the end but, of the day, the music. But at the, the end music. of the day, at the end of the day, they are what they are. They're not trying to be something they're not. Is my point. And I care about the fucking music. That whole thing became a trend is what I'm saying and it was a bunch of kids that were not that claiming to be that trying to Trying to like almost police the situation they weren't really a part of. It ain't about begging. I'm, I'm just glad you got to address that. I'm glad you got to address that. I think I made it make sense. Perfect. I like yeah, that answer. I think it makes sense. Yeah. I remember before I knew these guys personally, I remember hearing that. I said, what? What else? Yeah. New York Harper. Yeah. Oh, they abandoned the scene. But what? Abandoned what scene? That's what people were saying. That's what? Because they, they thought they were trying to go punk rock and say no to all. But they don't, those are people guys. People are assuming. That, because because assuming. it was Fat Mike's label. Because those are guys. Because, a, because it was Fat Mike's label. And B, because those guys don't know what hardcore is. They think it's metal. I like your answer. Now let's talk about Fat Mike. Was it hardcore? Out- is out- <laughs> hardcore punk it comes from the Ramones. Okay, look. People say, "Oh, the Sex Pistols, the Clash, blah blah blah." No, F-O-L-A-D Queens, New York, crap. the Ramones. All right, yeah. Sex Pistols came out of the Ramones. If you know the history, here today, Bad Brains came out of the Ramones. Oh, the Ramones was like the. The first hardcore band here today. You know what? I, you without, you, without sonically you, sounding, you have, you have glam punk. If you want to go back to the New York Dolls, but that's like a different scene that morphed yeah. into the Ramones, like the MGC and all that shit. Jimmy, is okay if I answer something else? Get ahead, Richie. No, no, it's it's a free for all today. Because you basically Queens is where it all. Oh, we got you. You said that already. All right. Yeah. Everybody bleeds a little Queens. Now you had you had time when you were on that big Brooklyn label. keeps on taking it. What though. was that big label? Scratch the surface. East West. East West. Now, during East, did you get a little taste of like some some like rock star type kind of feeling? Fuck yeah. At oh, the yeah. time, do you got any good stories about that? Because I I would imagine East West at the time. Who else did they have? Didn't they have like, Pantera, Metallica? Yeah. So Metallica, you're in a mix with that's that's incredible. Like imagine being on that label. At, at that, that point, time, you'd like go to Japan, and they'd be like 300 kids at the airport with signs ripping your ripping your shirt, trying to get you to sign that's something. Fucking wild! You but loved they, it, yeah. But they have they have to. You loved know, it. They don't even know what you are. They you loved know it though. 
I don't know if I loved it. It was a, but it was a nice to experience. It must have been. You, were, you, you liked you it. You got to taste it. Oh, man, well, you, your personality got a I like the money. <laughs> That's why I'm beating it. Yeah. I like the fact that when I went home, I had enough money to, to pay my rent and eat what I wanted. And yeah. I had enough money where I was like, wow, I'm actually not a poor guy playing music with no future. And you were talking about Japan. How would it jab broads? What do you think? <laughs> Japan's where, Japan, Japan's up and down. Luke, like don't that. talk like that. There are times where, there are, when I was younger, there were times where like the women in like Japan, for example, they loved American musicians, and then the next year you'd go back and they wouldn't touch you. What's not to love? It's weird. It's very trendy. Huh. Weird. Very trendy. Weird. They like musicians like Jimi Hendrix. So I'm like, Yo. No, I like. I, I, I would. I would like to talk to you more. Jimi Hendrix is not alive, so I doubt anyone's like. You know what I mean? Maybe they like the music. How long did that last, you think, that whole vibe, the east-west kind of wave? A few years. That's awesome. That's fun. I bring it up all the time, and, and, and it's probably annoying. Lou probably hates it because I bring it up all the time. That one of my favorite Sick of It All songs, which I have a lot, but if I narrow it down, it's probably one of my top five Sick of It All songs ever. You guys don't fucking play it. I play it live. He's pouting. There's a lot of songs, though. There's a lot of songs to choose Look at the faces. You don't play it. He's pouting. And Lou goes, oh, we tried to make it like a quicksand kind of thing but it didn't come out right he cringes every time it works out just with that explanation could you guess what song he's talking about yeah Return to Reality bang wow good good you don't want to hear that's that with the riff it's fucking yeah. hard bro this cool riff line. Yeah. witness again the fools of the world it's hard bro yeah it's fine yeah cause the music in the background like the octaves are changing but one thing's maintaining the same yeah that's a good song you should play that look he's thinking now look, that is, could you play that he could could you play, <laughs> could you play that would you play that no, I think Armand has a hard time with the slower tempos true or false uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you know what it is? Wait, when he plays slower stuff, he's, he's very hyperactive. He doesn't groove. Yeah. But he's solid. He's very solid. Don't misunderstand. Don't misunderstand. He's, very, he's very capable. Maybe if you give him a score to three and one on his joints. To be, no? He's just a, he's just a heavy-handed goon. You know what I mean? So yeah. he, he is. He's like a half an animal. Like top five. Loose top he's five. Like an animal, but he'll, he'll, swing, he'll swing a slow part. Now, you, you have been lucky enough to play with Armand. To play with Will Shepler, to play with Mackie. Three completely different drummers. T- totally, completely different. But which one of them, out of those three, in my opinion, maybe Will Shepler is the one who has a little bit of each style combined within his own style. Jimmy Ferrari. And the other two seem real far right and real far left. Would you say Shepler's in the middle? Not as far as the skill, but capabilities of what the style is. It's would be. hard to say. Willie is like snappy and slick. Mm. Snappy. snappy and slick. Like he's very quick and he's, he's like quick, tasteful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, listen to his the slow, fucking his Liberty and Justice record. Yes, but his slow playing, like when I, played, when I played with him, he wasn't a slow player yet. None of us were. Mm. And then when he played with Mad Bull, he became a slow, he found steady. He found his Luke groove. wrote his favorite band. So the groove wasn't there yet when I was playing with him because we weren't on that tip. We were like... But one voice was a that, precursor that, that, to a Mad Bull style. Listen, listen, the song, uh, that song, uh, uh, Over the Edge, is, is oh. definitely an influential song to that style. It is. But me saying that... 
I wrote that song, but what I'm saying is, listen, Hoya wrote that. Here's my point. Hoya is the guy that play, writes that real groove stuff on that ball. And Hoya was writing like that in that band Demise he had before that album came out. So Hoya had that style, his own style, yeah. and he always had it. And he just yeah, got totally. better, and he just got better and better at it. So that style is kind of like a Hoya thing, mm-hmm. which carried over a lot. And everybody else touched on it, but Hoya is very good at that thing. Yeah. It's really like he's a man where less is more but it's a certain flavor of less it's like a, it's, 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 it's flavor it's, it's like, almost condescending no it's not condescending at all and even when he said that band the mind, like that he band. knows he knows he, <laughs> look, how, look, how, look, how, look what he's doing <laughs> <laughs> this guy's good uh, that band he is really? good he but knows, I completely get it's it like saying those people yeah, put it this way let me right. explain those Peruvians stop, stop. let me explain he's, guy's what is Peruvian. Peruvian. he's a Peruvian yeah you, you, you really he goes, he's a Peruvian here's the deal here's the deal it's like when you make a great sauce. Yeah, okay. Now you're talking about language. Now it's all. It's not about what. It's not about what you add. How it's not about, it's about adding more. It's how to slow eat. you sim it for. It's about it's about what you start with and how you treat it. The foundation. Less is more. You want the pure ingredient. You understand? That's my point. So when I say when I say simple, not too much, it's like cooking Italian food. It's like, hey, 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 don't fuck with that. Don't step on. He's a real musician. Don't step on that shit. Don't. Well, you adding dry oregano to that? What the fuck you doing? Those are San Marzano tomatoes. Leave them alone. I almost want to listen to you right now. You really almost drew. Hoya has that style of sabor. You gave you gave Hoya great props and rightfully so. Now there's a band that came after Madball, highly influenced. And you know what's even crazy? I'm gonna tell you. Admittedly, we're what? going home. Going, giving Hoya his props right here. Okay. Recently, we played together, and I said he was. We were about to play, and I was talking I to him. I'm like, playing five minutes. I'm playing five minutes, and I'm like, I'm like, give me a bass. I'm like, give me, a, give me a bass. Turn the volume. Show me a stage volume. I wanted to play his bass on stage to see what it sounded like, because he gets like that, like deep sound. It's like very different from my sound. Boom shaker. So so, boom boom boom. I start playing on it, and the bottom end was beautiful. I was like, this is so full, and so I called him up recently and I was like yo I want to add some frequencies to my low because I'm getting too aggressive with the top end ah. let's talk so the teacher went to the student ah. in a sense I, mean, ah. I wish I was on in, a, in, in a combo. sense yeah I just wanted to I wanted because I, I looked at his setup and it's very different than mine his approach is so different that I was like I, we still haven't really had the conversation fully though because we just touched He's got on some it. low end right? but his low end is nice because it's not spreading it's not yeah. it's not messed up it's like deep and full without being it's the right kind of low end I don't want that much of it because the way I play is faster uh, and need, so I play yeah, a lot need busier. more attack a little more <laughs> way more attack but I just want to be able to bridge a little more lows into my sound to get back to this thing I had in the 80s going where it's a little more SVT Daryl Bad Brains yeah I agree mm. but um, you can't get Hoya's low but no it's good you, you give you give Hoya his deserved props uh, good one Luke. I don't think you're there yet good there's one. a band it's not my style Craig there's a band highly influenced by Madball. Right. A lot of bands and, influence And Craig Madball. is from a generation where maybe, I don't know how far he goes back. He's very knowledgeable, more so than other people right. from his time. Let's see where this goes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Time. Well, with okay. all the newer bands. Yeah, of all Bad Brains, Bad Brains, that, that generation. Bad Brains is yeah, Bad Brains. I know, brains. I know about other You do. Bad Brains all day. That's, that's, that's why I'm asking you. Now, a, a, a very important band Currently, terror, 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 and One highly influenced favorites. by Madball. Yes, yes. Now, what do you think? So, I'd say right now, this 
generation for the last decade, that generation of hardcore terror has been the flagship band. Maybe you know, people, of course, you know they, but of even though they're kind of considered the new band, they're not new at all. They're not new at all. But. How is your opinion on, on the Terror and then that whole wave? I think, I think oh. Terror is a good band, especially that uh, that first EP is just great. Lowest of the low. Oh, I love it. And, uh, and uh, one with the other dogs. The other dogs. Lowest of the low is incredible. Yeah, that's my girl calling. Uh, tell her to stop fucking bothering. Hold on. Can you put it on we pause? We do an interview without right, 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 interrupting. All right, I'll pause this. Come on. All right, we're back. Take him home, Jimmy. Yeah, that her. early Terror stuff is good. That early Terror stuff is good. I like it. Yeah. And some of the latest stuff is good. You know what it is, dog? I don't know too much of their, their, their last bunch of stuff. Oh, it's some, sometimes so they fucking good. Sometimes when they get a little too too like, like I'll use the words typical metal. What for Terry? I'm saying occasionally oh. I hear some songs and it sounds like typical like slowed down metal. Okay. It sounds like a like a knockoff hate breed, but not as hate breed sounding. Jesus and I'm not trying to insult. Wow. No, no, I'm not trying to insult. I'm not trying to insult. I'm saying when I hear some of those songs, those songs don't appeal to me like they're more hardcore sounding stuff. Does. I think their newest effort is their best. I effort. haven't heard except for two songs. Total retaliation. Yes. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I've only heard two songs. It better be the first one. It's ridiculous. The first one is great. I think this is better. Is that a oh, dessert first, right there? The first song. I gotta check that record out. So it's fucking incredible. Yeah. And yeah, go into it with an open mind and then think of I got an open mind. Those guys you are my do. friends. You do. Those guys are my friends. I think they're a great band. But yeah. listen to it as a kid on the dance floor. I understand. And then you'll see its appeal. Because yeah. we had Stickman on the podcast. He's like, oh, no, I like that yeah. shit. He's motherfucker. Like, yeah. like, yo, he didn't even listen to it. Who you kidding? Yeah, he, he wants he's. Yeah, Post America podcast that is, ladies and gentlemen. Go listen to that shit, motherfucker. So what else? What else you got for me? Oh, I don't know. Okay, one question a piece. Go ahead. No, I don't know. I was just sitting here bullshitting. I just wanted Jimmy's to talk out about of ideas. I wanted, I'm not Go. really out of ideas. I wanted to know how, how you know how it felt to almost be decapitated. I wanted to hear about persistent store. Of course, there's always a little bit of food thrown in there. I just wanted to meet up and just shoot the shit. This pizza was good. I a little, little, little bit, a little bit of catching up. With Craig I'm wondering. Ahead. I'm wondering because me and Craig have was supposed to do this a long time ago, but since you're a very busy guy. You know what it is? I'm busy, and when I come home, it's like you're home for three weeks. Like, do I really want to go have pizza with you, or do I want to sit with my girl at home? You want to have pizza with me? Well, I do, but I don't want to take a whole day when I've been away for three weeks. Doesn't have to be a whole day. Well, listen, I got, I got, I'm wondering. So. Listen, I barely see this guy. Now, one of the first guys, if I was like, hey, I'm going to plan something with somebody, it's going to be him. One of the first guys, like Richie. I'm gonna be one all, right, so, all right, so that's why we're all here now. And that's no insult to you. I'm we're over here. I'm not getting like, insulted by nothing, Craig. We, there's how many different <laughs> things that we've done where we didn't finish it because I'm away, and then yeah, you're real pissed. Home for two weeks. I don't want to come out. To I'm wondering. I'm wondering something, Craig. I'm wondering something. It looks hurt. How old do you were you when you first started playing the music actively? Ten years old. I started playing the bass at ten. No, like in a band, active band. Thirteen. Twelve. Thirteen. Were and you, that was. Okay. And that was what band? Axe Attack. Axe Attack. That's hard. When, <laughs> That's this, this will That's make. Good. When did you lose your virginity? What age? Seventeen or eighteen. Wow. You're late, 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 late,
and was very, very shy. Yeah, but also, like, I had a lot of... My child had a tremendous trauma, so I was very, like... But you were also scared respectful. To, I was respectful, but I was scared to get, like... Reprimanded. To get... If you did something wrong. To get too close. I was scared to get too close to people. Yeah. So I was always, like, shy away, shy away, shy away. Keep to yourself. Don't get too close. I was very shy. I, I was an open book, but I wasn't very, like... Um, intimacy made me uncomfortable. Being close to like, being close to somebody made me uncomfortable. Like I kind of felt like they're trying. Well, they're trying to. So I always felt like people were trying to like really get me. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to imply anything. I wasn't molested as a kid or anything like that. I'm not trying to imply that. I'm just saying I was always guarded and shy as a kid, even though I was an open book in my personality. So when I got a little older, I finally kind of broke out of that, and I, my personality changed tremendously when I got to be about. I'd say 24 years old, my personality changed a lot. I went from being this like really respectful, shy guy to a to, disrespectful asshole. No, no, to like to like a guy who like like you know I'm taking it, I'm tearing a chunk out of life, and if you get in my way, whatever happens happens. Respectful. So referring to your childhood, what was the name of the priest that made you blow him? No, that's no. <laughs> insensitive, bro. Because that bad things have happened to him. Of course, of course, but you know then maybe you know. I'm sure. Why are, no, being, why are you being insensitive? The reason I was asking about That's not the very virginity, nice, Richie Crutch. Was the virginity related to the band? Yeah. That's what I thought. I'm a psychologist. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a, I'm a psychologist. It was a girl from New Jersey that went to hardcore shows. Exactly. I, was like, I was like 17 or something. So this band, I mean, music in general, it's very important to your life. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's nice. I mean, yeah, it's my whole life is this. Exactly. But you know what it was like? I was raised by my mother. My mother's very nice and respectful. Always taught me to be kind to animals, be respectful, treat every... Like, show me love was important and how to be compassionate and all, and all that. So I was Great always, person. I was a great woman. Mom, mom was a good woman. So I was always a nice guy like that. And it took me till I was like 20, 24 where I looked like being nice to the wrong people isn't a good thing because you tie yourself up into some bullshit that you're better than so once I got to be 24 I realized yeah but sometimes you feel like you can't change that if that's who you are nah you can change that I realized like at a certain point I realized you know this girl here she's for one thing She's for fun. She's for. She's oh, for, talking about woman, yeah. Talking about woman. Yeah. Like, she's for sport. This girl's for sport. You know what I mean? She's not. What are you hunting them? Don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't take this girl seriously. She's. I mean, she's cool. She's your friend, but like, just because of the fun you're having with her and how great she looks naked and how enjoyable it is, you can't take her into deep water because it goes back to what we talked about earlier. Girl has a bad father. Don't take her in deep water. Girl has a loving father and good relationship with them. They're bigger freaks. Then you can be close. Then, then, then they, then they can be. They can. You can be. You can get close to them without, and they'll be able to handle it. Girl with no girl with daddy issues. Never you can you bring them close. Mm. Look at that words and wisdom. It's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> but as an older man, I know that everybody knows that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like when you learn that firsthand, you know what I mean? It's different when you hear about it or see about it. When you see somebody that's like saying something, one thing to your face and then doing something else. Well, you just said yourself, everybody can change. Can the girl with daddy issues change? I mean, that's up to her. It's not my business. Okay. Could be woven into the fabric of her being. <laughs> oh, you're cheap with the lines. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, you know, that that's up. That that's not my that, that's not my place to get involved in that. You understand what I mean? Yeah. But at this age, none of that applies. But at this age, you know. 
I'm uh, more experienced than that. And I don't really Will you ever get married? I don't know. I've been with the same girl for 12 years and we're not married, but uh, we love each other. And, you know, what if she wanted to? She pretty much does. Why are you being so cold? <laughs> what the fuck? Because I, because I, because I, have, I, have, I have issues from my childhood. You just said people can change. I'm sure you can too, right? Sure, Maybe he doesn't want to. I can. Maybe he's comfortable. No, I feel like it's, it's sometimes hard. Like you want to change, but sometimes this turned into like Dr. Phil. I'm on the road six months out of the year and have been my whole No, that's life. definitely hard. Will you ever have a child? <laughs> I, yeah, at this age, probably not. No. I, you might come out with an extra. I kind of took my nep- I took my nephew and kind of. <laughs> I met him when he was 16, and I kind of helped him develop from 16 into a man. Now he has a family. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of like my father older brother thing. There you go. Worked out very well. We had a, we have a great relationship, and he's a great guy. And uh, so I got a little taste of that. And how old are you? <laughs> 49. So you, I mean, there's still a little window. It's, this is you 2020. As far as I mean, father, yeah. Yeah, I could talk to the girl to Craig. Listen, I'm away all the time. What's she I know, but she's gonna take care of the kid. That one. That's a little selfish, right? Don't I'll be, I'll, selfish? I'll be, I'll be, seventies plus when the kid gets out of the Are house. you still gonna be touring? Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. Okay, well, if I'll be touring forever. I if you're sure of that, then, then yeah. I think I'll be touring as long as I respect your life. Possibly can. I respect your choice and I respect. I love that Sick of It All is so smart and handles their business right and writes great music. Not for nothing, you like Sick of It All is like you think of like. A proficient machine. Yes. It's sick of it. I just want to keep, you know, why would I want, this is what I do. So right. I, have to, yeah. I like, I like doing this. I like and you know what, I wish I was in your shoes too, as you far are. as that, as far as, no, but I'm not. Yeah, as far as that kind of life, I, I dreamt of being with uh, music all day. It's and when I came through. It's when I came through the ride. That's why it's when I came I, I think, the time. Yeah, I hear you. I, I, think you're taking, time time place. I think you're taking credit away from yourself because other bands came through at that right, time. Yeah, yeah, I think and so. And not so. all of them are active and doing the things that they, I, I bet think they would do. Honestly, honestly, I got a better work ethic. Think about, think about, we have a better Exactly. How many bands more focused, I guess, are at the level and basically, want to do this. Some people don't always want to do this. For the most part, make a living off of being a touring hardcore band. Name one band. Very few. And and this guy isn't one of them. Besides Sick of It All. Who? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple. Yeah, probably. Terror. Terror, yeah. That's four. All right, four out of how many? You could do a hate breed, a little different. Yeah, hate breed. Hate breed's different. Come on, when you start getting sponsored by Monster Energy and stuff, it's... Well, it's God bless him. I wish I was sponsored by fucking whoever. Well, no, you're right. Very few, and you guys Very are few. one of the bands that we look to to say, wow, this is great. They're representing our music, and they're doing it right because they still write good songs. Right. They're getting paid for the efforts. And it's still, they made and a it's, career out of it. Yeah, it's still... I love seeing it. I love seeing it. I love going to shows because I, I still get the I same feeling it. as I did the first time I seen the Hulk Hogan. In some of the, in most of the bands that I see, you know, if, now sometimes. If Sick of It All is successful, it's like us to us. It's redeeming. It's like we're wow, we're justified in our belief that our music is what it should be. Like you know what you mean? Yeah. yeah. So, and there's very few bands that do it. So I pat yourself on the back, kid. <laughs> you did a good thing for a bad Listen, band. <laughs> That's a good line. I like playing music. I always did. It's all I wanted to do from when I was well, not, not from when I was first a little kid, but from when I was young. I wanted to play. I picked up the bass even before that. I wanted to play music, 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 music. It's all and I think for most of us that are in bands, just like I, I don't know if I can speak for everyone, but maybe me and Richie and um, you know, when we do do the band shit, we feel like um, it's the best thing in our lives. Yeah, it's great. I love it. You know what I'm saying so. 
to be adventure next to work and, and my girl, my home, my right. property, uh, my toys at home, and and uh, the neighbor, my sister and the niece, and uh, your podcast, the podcast, uh, some of my hobbies. The band's very important. So I, got you. <laughs> no, I love the band. I, I wish we could do it like Chicken Roll. Yeah. You get people all the time. Like, oh, this song saved my life. I was a drug addict, and this helped me. And people look like, oh, it's such an inspiration. You have people talking to you, crying and stuff. Yeah. And I, it's like embarrassing because I'm like awkward. It's awkward when they say it. But I have these moments of clarity when I'm just sitting by myself and I think to myself, like, from outside an outside perspective, you know, you spend your life writing songs about topics that you believe in, about the nature of reality and how people treat each other and, like, you know, love and compassion and how violence is negative and, you know, what to strive for. You write these songs and they're short little stories. The music's explosive and energetic. You get up and you perform it with everything you got. People go crazy to it. And in certain moments, I look at that and I say, like, when I'm dead and I'm, like, whatever, standing in front of a man, for example. The music will still be there. You know, maybe he's going to look at me and say, how do you feel you did in this life? Did you achieve your goals? Like, yeah, did I? Yeah. Well, you sang songs to millions of people that gave them hope, and you did it in a, in a non... Conventional uh, way. Conventional and non-commercial way that necessarily wasn't for gain. You sort of gave of yourself. Meanwhile, they force feed this other bullshit to help others. Yeah. While while simultaneously helping yourself. Like, and I'm not saying that like I'm some hero. Don't misunderstand me. But I'm saying like I could see myself standing before the man and looking at it from an outside perspective, looking at me and saying, "You did good, kid. You did something good. You did something really important and good, and not important like fame and fortune." And look, he's on the cover of this magazine. Like, nah, even though like, all that. It means not like <coughs> people without a lot feel this shit and it helps them. Yeah, it helps it's true. Go. And when the man says you did good, you can say back, and I did it my way. Like <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? 100. Yeah. percent yeah. like, There's always you know, those songs like there's this song you feel. Out, so I feel good. Like at the end of the day, I feel good. Yeah. What is so I wake up in the morning, I look myself in the mirror, and I say, you know something? You fucking did your own thing, and you yeah. and, and people. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's always people. those songs where you feel like whatever band it is, like. Like, yo, it's like, like, Freddie Madball, I feel like that song, Look My Way, he wrote that shit for me. Like, you hear that, and it's just like, yo, like, how does this speak so much to what I'm feeling or whatever? And there's, there's, there's most of their songs for me, you know? Well, I know you're, 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 and most of the songs for Wisdom before I was in a band, you know? I mean, a lot of, a lot of bands. Until you came through and fucked it all up, though. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like, when you look at this whole hardcore thing from the ground up, from the beginning till now with all the dumb shit that's happened in it with all the dumb shit that's happened in it the root of it it's a beautiful thing it really is no I mean one time uh, we were playing Berlin and this guy came to me and Luke and he's like tearing up like kind of like you were talking about and I said yo bro is everything cool he's like I can't believe I wasted the money to see you fucking guys (laughs) there you go so we never really had that kind of so we kicked the shit nah I'm just kidding nah I know what you said I know what you said uh, it's a good thing we're very proud to, to know Sicker at all, to have did runs with them. Nice. I'm proud to I know do pizza be runs. proud to be on that last album doing backups. Yeah, man, that, was, that, was, very a, that was a fucking, for real, man. Like, like in all honesty, that was a fucking, like, if you would have told me in, like, 1992 that one day in 2018 I'll be in this ridiculous studio on Staten Island doing gang vocals, being invited to do gang vocals on a Sick of It All record, I never thought that would happen. So when I was in there and we were all laughing and everything, like, I still had it in the back of my head, like, to keep it sounds cheesy, but like to actually 
you know, realize where I'm at and like enjoy this moment because it, I mean, obviously we came, it came and went, but it's always there. And I have a thank you on the record. I wonder how many people you know, read lyrics and understand them. I think most of the people in our music. I think with this kind of music, with this kind of music, yeah, I, I think like like legit hardcore kids and, and like people who aren't following trends, and like these hype bands. I think the bands you're liking this music is why you listen to them, right? I'm a lyrics person. I lyrics that are like, I wonder if people even understand what I'm talking about. Obviously. Well, I, asked well, you, I asked you on well, one some of the bands about a couple lyrics. I mean, some of it, I mean, I'm sure you could, I guess, take what you want from it. If it's well, that's what Joe said. Like Joe, Joe's mentioned that uh, maybe it was on your pocket or, or your or on... Um, it could have been on mine. I had Joe and, on uh, mine. And he's like, you he know... He's writing in a way where people could... Yeah, like people it. ask him, like... And it might oh, turn well, out why, different than his opinion. You say this. Right. Yeah, you say this. It's, it, it doesn't mean this. And it's like... He was I'm saying, not going to say it's somebody wrong. Somebody came right. up to him saying the song was, oh, that song about your girl, this and that. Meanwhile, it wasn't about his girl. But right. that person it was and it meant that to Sometimes him. Sometimes you're right. So Joe was like, you idiot. That's not right. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes, just sometimes I'm spilling out words, and I'm even really, and I look back and I go, "Oh wow, that's like what I wanted to say from three different angles." But you don't even know because you just you're yeah. almost like in a fugue state. Just now, Lou allows you to write some. Yeah. Huh? Right, well, you know, if I, if I write a song, sure. that makes a lot of sense. Right, Bring so it to the table. We all write lyrics. Even Pete started writing lyrics. Really? A little bit. Nice. So it's a really very, it's a very comfortable writing atmosphere. Listen, if I say, "Hey, that song," I got, I got, I got words for it. Okay. Beautiful. That's good. What if you don't like them? Depends. When I write a song, I usually write the lyrics, but not always. There's some bands with a lot of ego that wouldn't. It's like one person does this, one person does that, everybody else minds your business. With his songs, he's very much like, this is mine. Oh, okay. Is that the air of blood, you think? It's the blood. Uh, nice. It's that thick, stubborn blood. When are you guys going back out? We got a show on March 8th out in uh, Long Beach uh, Music Festival. Yeah, this will be out by then. This is coming out. Not next month. This is coming out in three weeks, three Mondays from now. Yeah, what else we got? At 88 coming up, and then the one that I did last week with all you guys, with Richie Crotch is coming out. And then you. And then maybe if I can get a one-on-one with this guy over here. Mama Luke Rota. Take him to the mozzarella house of mozzarella. I just gotta find the time. I have flies and everything made for this guy. The one I have made for you, I, I had it in my phone for fucking six months. Luke's gonna fuck you over something. <laughs> That's you gotta do it. We gotta do it with him. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Every style we couldn't. Yeah, one day we couldn't do it. We're working. But um, what's up? Good. Anything else? You got anything else? What I don't know. I just wanted to know what, what you know, what you got coming up. If you want to plug anything, not like you need my freaking little show to plug. Your show's great. Thanks. Little, sir. There's no little big, little big. It's all dumb. Yeah, it is what it is. You're doing. You're putting it out there. I'm putting it out there. He's putting it out there. We're all putting it out there. Yeah, don't That's downplay it. your shit. We're all putting it out Be there. Be proud. All right. When Brooklyn am I coming? Blast furnace. When am I coming on to the Post America podcast? Anytime. Oh shit! Look, look at me putting this here on the spot. Anytime. Open door. Or I can have you call in. 
I don't do that calling shit. No, I'll, I'll do the talking and pretend it's you. No. Hey, I told it to me. Hey, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I'm on the phone with you. You do <laughs> like the jerk off motion. Huh? How often do you put them on? Not too often. Once a month, maybe. Yeah. Joe and Chris are such pain in the ass. With it, you know? You just get Luke on there more often. I know. He don't want to come out. It's a great podcast. I'll come like on that bullshit. Thank you. It's like Thank an M80 with a short fuse. <laughs> You know, we don't get many Those guests. Yeah. We don't get many guests. Why? Because it happens kind of like day off. Man. You guys want to do it today? Oh, it's like that? Yeah. Yeah, but the ones that you did get, really yeah, sure. a lot of good ones. I mean, well, we had uh, Obama right after, you know, the inauguration. It was cool. I mean, there's some good stuff, you know. We yeah, had this fucking guy. <laughs> People didn't know I knew a brother Obama. Well, I do. What I else? does. What else we got? What else we got? No, we're good. Let's, I don't know. Uh, yeah, what do that's it, you know? That's it. All right, good shit. Good little pizza day. Good little pizza day. Watch That's Jimmy's outro. Watch how he does his outro. All right, Jimmy, go ahead. Thank you for having me. No, anytime. Well, all the kids, you know, just, you know. Thanks for having all of us uh, bombard this. Yeah, yeah, you bombard. Shout out to the, the, the pizza thread. Yeah, the pizza guys. And the committee and the BM. That's it. All right, are we good? Good. All right. The best, buddy. The best. We're over here now.